Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from emosocialclub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie. This is the Emo Social Club podcast, the podcast about cool bands, rad people, and, uh, you know, just fun times being Having on the internet. Having good old jolly good times, everybody. Jolly good. Jolly good. Uh, <laughs> just lovely. Um, this episode is with Loveless Julian, uh, who's, you know, one of the many artists that we talked to that is a one man or <laughs> two Individual. man in this case. Yeah. Uh, this is a really fun time. Uh, Julian is a really cool, uh, dude. And we had live on Twitch. We had a lot of people come through. They were just really stoked on his new music. Uh, the song is up now. Sorry, I'm a downer. It's been up for a couple weeks. This is the time of this. Cause we recorded this and we're recording this intro a little bit after the episode, but, uh, yeah, it's a really fun time. So you got You gotta listen. You gotta listen. Also you big shout out to, to Julian as he tells us, and you'll listen later on. Uh, he went through leaps and bounds to get a clean version ready of the single, and he actually sent it over to me to use for the station I work with, which was very nice. Um, <laughs> so there's more to it, obviously. So you have to make sure you listen to the whole entire interview. Gotta listen to the interview. You gotta listen to the whole thing here. You're you're already about two minutes into this listening wise. You're teased enough. You have Just to stick stay. around. There's also a very uh, interesting little like uh, uh, cameo, I guess you could say, a little like call in, <laughs> a little dial in in the middle of the episode. You know, who knows? You yeah, know? you know, if you like that brocore pop punk. Oh shit! We've said too much. Anyway, we've said too much. We've said too much. We've said too much. Uh, before we get into that, if you like this episode, if you like any of our episodes, make sure that you follow us, subscribe to us. Drop a like, drop a drop a comment wherever you can. Drop a review on Apple Music. Five, five stars, stars. No only. questions. No questions asked. Five stars. No questions. You don't you don't need to write anything. Just five stars. You know what would be really cool too is if you shared this episode. If you yeah. shared it with people, if you're a fan of Loveless and you're listening, share it with people because people gotta know the Loveless love. The love your, for your Loveless. Instagram is back up. So you could share it yeah. to your stories. This is time to share it to your stories before it goes down again. Yeah. Not Take assuming, it all in, guys. Not not assuming anything. We and don't not know. planning anything. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, please share it. Please let people know. Please tag us. If it's you're sharing it on Twitter, it's Xemo Emo. Oh, if yikes. you're sharing it on Twitter. <laughs> if you're sharing it on Twitter, it's X Emo Social Club X. Same on TikTok. I don't know if you can share podcasts there, but if you can, well, you could like talk about it. You could play it in the background, and then we can like duet with you with like reactions. Yeah, do one of those green screens where you're like pointing up at it, but it only catches like the top of your mouth and then like yeah. the most of your head, but you're like at a low angle and it looks really weird. Do one of those. Just do like I'm a quick podcast review. Like some of you guys do music reviews. They're they're so done and worn out. Be different. Do a podcast review. Tag us. Review us. And tag us. And are you we gonna also... be are we gonna be into the the music critic debate has sprung up again on Twitter.com, no. the no, dumb bird app, as should I be only nice in my reviews or should I be critical and everything in between? Listen, no. be the one who is critical of a podcast. We'll take it because that's actually quality more qualitative and substantive. Yeah. I'll come for you though if you're mean. Yeah. 
if you want to share it on Instagram, we are at Emo Social Club. You can also share it on Facebook, I guess, if you feel like yeah. it. Uh, you can go to EmoSocialClub.com to find out anything else you want to know. We got shirts. Shirts are cool. You might want to have sleeves for coming, you know, for the summer, winter. We got some Australian fans. It's about to be summer for them, you know? Yeah. Or maybe you live in a very hot climate. Yeah. Hot climate. Couldn't couldn't relate <laughs> uh is there anything else let's throw it to the episode i think you could just throw it to the episode brian all right well let's get into it here is our interview with julian from loveless cool 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 loud noises <laughs> welcome to the emo social club podcast broadcasting to you live from emosocialclub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here this evening with our new friend and loveless Julian. Thank you so much for hanging with us tonight. You are our last what? September guest. We love it. <laughs> That's so right special. at the date call. It's, it's my birthday month. So you guys Ooh. Hell yeah. perfect time. <laughs> uh, we have you on. Well, I'll let you introduce everything. I do just want to say before we start, like, sorry, I'm a downer is a bop, and I really like it. And i had already heard it like before like we got a little like you know secret little uh, uh first take yeah but uh mm-hmm. i listened to it again today just to refresh it and i'm like yeah damn this is a bop this is this is damn bop so uh we've got I you do. on i think mostly to chat about that but why don't you uh introduce yourself and your band and 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 all that good stuff oh well, yeah hi i'm julian from loveless uh i sing and play a little bit of guitar and then we also have Dylan, who uh, kind of just fills out the other elements. He's he's not here right now. He's he's probably golfing right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I work him very hard, so he he deserves a, yeah. a, a, a golfing break <laughs> every, once yeah, every once in a while. Uh, and then yeah, we we put out a record in June, uh, our like debut, and that was pretty cool. And and now we're just back to the regularly scheduled posting a song and and just keeping them rolling. Uh, I, I make music so fast that it's impossible <laughs> for us to like sit on an album for like six months. Mm-hmm. We have to start doing something again because my Dropbox is full. <laughs> I have to. Put I'm not paying for more storage, so let's put You're it You're like, out. this exactly. is it. This is all we give. The free storage. It's all gone. Come on, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm paying the monthly. How are you making so much music, I guess? Like well this is my bed and then this is my recording setup i wish i wish my webcam was working so that i could flip it around and Mm. kind of show you guys but i have uh i have like a preamp and i have like five guitars and and i just i write all day it's something that i just enjoy doing um i I never really thought about it I, i feel like i used to wish i could come up with the ideas that were in my head and now that i know how it's like i can't stop (laughs) <laughs> it's impossible like once you know the basics of how to craft a song it it does feel a bit like you know just going and, and doing your doing your job for the day if you mm-hmm. go and sit down and write a song um and that's kind of the fun in it is is it's it's not a nine to five but it is it is work but it's also this like creative experience so you can you can have a lot of fun with it and you can play around with you know, I have to get this done. I am giving myself six hours to work on a song today. 
but it, within those six hours, I might be messing around for most of it. Mm. Like I think 90% of how I come up with vocals is me stepping up to the mic and being like, ah, da, 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 da. <laughs> hey, that might work. Cool. And then carry on. <laughs> so there's, there's very little, um, time that I'm not working. That's, that's how I write so fast and so often. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm, I'm very in awe of just somebody who's like pouring that out great yeah like just pouring it out of them like damn i just do a podcast you know <laughs> oh my god hey well that's that's tough too sticking to a i think that's the thing that's been hardest for us is sticking to a regiment mm -hmm. and like and really like putting stuff out regularly because um you have to for the algorithm the algorithm doesn't care if your songs are amazing i mean it, it likes to say it does but it's about content it's about feeding that machine and so <laughs> The finding way a way to, to do it, <laughs> <laughs> finding a way to do it like without uh, getting sick of it is is like always a good sign. So, where are you bringing your inspiration from? Like so continuously is like my other idea because I feel like you can only write about certain topics so much until you're like, all right, I've beaten this horse. It's dead. It's in the <laughs> ground. It's game over. What's next? <laughs> Yeah, no, that is that is hard. Um, but I always talk about just what's going on in my head. And I think if it's not boring to me yet, then then hopefully it's not boring to everybody else. Um, like a lot of our songs kind of start out as being like written about a girl or written about like, you know, wanting to like break a vice or something like that. And from there, they kind of evolve into whatever I'm feeling that specific day. So there are times when it's like I'm writing a song about a girl and by the end I'm like, this is a song about a cigarette. You know, like this is a song about <laughs> about like wanting to like start running. Like you're <laughs> like, that's a metaphor. <laughs> yeah, it's always a metaphor. That's what that's that's how you do it. That's how you I guess that's my answer is I write about the same three things and then just find the metaphor. <laughs> just change it after <laughs> the fact. Yeah, I just tell you guys afterwards, like, no, 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 this song. Totally new. Totally new idea. Guys, you think I'm talking about girls all the time? Silly. Ridiculous. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I was actually thinking Sometimes that. Sometimes it's about boys. Mm. There, there we go. See, we got to switch it off. There you go. I was thinking that the other day because I just listened to the new Sleep Token record. Um, and I, I was like, I know that their first record was about Alzheimer's, but which I can't say correctly, but Alzheimer's. And like, they... Where like the whole record is like kind of that that storyline of like a person, you know, loose storyline about a person who's going through it and their experience and like probably a bit of like a, you know, a, a personal story about how they watch somebody deteriorate and, and all that kind of stuff. But like they they still sound like love songs. Right. But you know that like yeah. that love isn't like for a person or it's not like pining after somebody and it like puts it in this whole weird context when you say it's about Alzheimer's. So like the love you're experiencing and the thing that you're experiencing that person is like bringing them back from like forgetting who you are. And I'm like, Oh shit, that's even darker than anything else. That's so crazy. But like, you can just like switch it up so easily like that. And if you never heard the record, if you didn't know what it was about and you heard this song, you go, Oh man, he's like really missing that girl. It's like, <laughs> like you thought you bet well really missing that that lady i guess we should say yeah you know <laughs> or or grandpa you know we never know we don't yeah. know the 
dare I assume. <laughs> yeah, not assuming anything, but yeah, it's just it's it's putting your like like uh and I'm gonna repeat this from chat because I saw it now and I already said I wouldn't do that, but um it's it's inserting the audience member is asserting them into themselves into the uh the song. Alice is so mad at me for <laughs> taking her question wow, and putting it in okay. here. How dare you, Alice? He, he's a question stealer. It's a good question, or it's a good thought. It's a great question. Yeah. So, like, if you're writing something and whatever it's about, it's like someone is going to take this on anyway. So, in a, in a way, it's like kind of freeing to put whatever it means for you in there, and then just like kind of go, "Hey, it's yours now." Like, what do you think it's about? Absolutely. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I I think. Gosh, I mean, I wrote so many songs on this record about like a girl I had a crush on, a crush on in high school mm. who like doesn't know I exist anymore. Mm. I'm sure of it. But like, cause this was like 10 years ago. Yeah. But for, she was like my okay. first love. So like, whenever I like picture like a, somebody to sing about, it was always her. Um, and so there are definitely like four or five songs that are about this girl. But like, I don't know what she does like during the day. Like, I don't know anything about like how we would interact as people anymore. So there's like, I have to kind of take liberties and, and it might've started as like, I'm singing about this girl, but then like halfway through, like someone else became about myself. It was about those like sleepless nights where you're you just like staring at the wall. Like, why am I like remembering that stupid thing I said like four years ago, like on a phone call with my realtor, like who cares? <laughs> they don't care. But it's like, but I can't stop thinking about like, what is wrong with me? And that that kind of crafted that song into something way more interesting than what it actually is. Usually that trail of thoughts, <laughs> usually that trail of thought process is what I tell my therapist. He says, Lizzie, that's anxiety. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe. But also, listen, <laughs> it could be innovation. <laughs> innovation. It's both. It's both. <laughs> For me, for me, it's definitely both. I almost feel like if I, I would be afraid if I like cured my, my anxiety, because yeah. I, what would I write about? What would I sing about <laughs> all the days, all the days long? If you title a song "Anxious Innovation," I think that's fair. I think you're allowed <laughs> to do that now. You, you now own that. Oh cool, yeah, I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> Good. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Anxious innovation. It's gonna come out. Brian's gonna be like. List. <laughs> Hey, spooky ghouls. Are you looking to get into the fun Halloween spirit? Want to help out a great charity? All while seeing rad Illinois bands rip a good old-fashioned house show? Well, we have a gig to tell you about to get you to do the Monster Mash, or Mosh, probably. More fitting, you know? On October 22nd at 6.30 p.m., Chicago bands Highwire and Bad Planning headline The Haunted House. Honey Creek, Radar, and our friends in Wolf Road will also be there to wake the dead to get your bones rattling. It's five bucks at the door, COVID vax, or a negative test is required, and mask must be worn for entry. You can find the gig at 1605 Nautilus Lane in Hanover Park, and you can find more info on the Facebook event page. The show benefits St. Jude's Research Hospital. Make sure to brush up on all the bands beforehand, too, on their Spotify and band camps. So hop in the back of your friend's Dragula and get ready for a blood-curdling good time. Tell us a little bit about Sorry, I'm a Downer. Um, I know it's it's it just came out on the 17th, so it's fairly new. But how uh, how did it come to you? What is it about all this, all the, the normal stuff? 
Um, honestly, I think that song started, I had those chords in my head. And I was just like, these are cool chords. Da, 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 da. I thought it sounded very like ethereal. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminded me of like a like an old, like a Roger and Hammerstein's kind of musical okay. number, but also like ominous. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds like it could very well turn into Metallica song either way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I was having fun with that. And then that melody just launched itself out. Like I, I think I heard that melody in my head and i wrote the lyrics within like five minutes uh for the chorus and and then i just sat on that chorus for like two weeks i had just like the instrumental of the of the verses and that chorus i was like we have like 11 other songs that like could really go next after the album like do we really want to do like a brand new song and um yes yes we did that's the answer (laughs) yes um because I I just kept coming back to that chorus. And then one day I was just like, I'm just going to finish it. And if I finish the song and I'm happy with it, we'll put it out. And if I finish the song and it's not better than like, because we do have like 11 other demos that are completely oh finished gosh. at this point. Um, so yeah, I finished it and I was like, this has to be out. Because I wish I had put it out on the on the album. It's very like quarantine specific in ways. It's uh, it's playing with that like that idea of I feel like everybody felt this way. Um, I feel like I came into quarantine and just in general, I used to be a much bubblier person. Like I feel like I used to ha- be nicer and funnier <laughs> and just nicer. generally like a joy to be around. Um, and like lately, I just feel like kind of an asshole <laughs> all the time. I totally and I don't want to feel that way. Yeah, it's not. But so that song was really like me kind of owning up to that and and really f- like f- apologizing to myself and also forgiving myself for for being this way because it's it's a lot it's a lot more complicated than just like I don't think I'm going to be this way forever and if as long as I can give myself that chance to kind of push through it anything's possible or something <laughs> or something <laughs> What was the? I, uh, I like to tell myself it's a hopeful song. Yeah, I think it is. Like it reminded me of you know putting in my myself into the song. Right, it's like being at a party yeah. and you're like, shit. I I I just like I I want to be a part of the party, but whenever anybody asks me a question about myself, it's really hard for me to find something positive to say back. Uh, I'm assuming that that's like where the like birthday party, like the hat and the balloons, come from. Because I was like looking at, it, I'm like. Yeah, that's a really cool image. Yeah. That's a really cool uh, uh, vibe for it. Just like the birthday party and you're like, I'm so fucking sad. <laughs> yeah, there was kind of that, oh, I'm going to close this door after all. There was this, at first we had an idea of like literally getting um, like a group of kids, like fifth graders to come and, <laughs> and like just have a pool party in my backyard. And then have us like just like in the pool with our instruments mm-hmm. being like super bummed out. And then just logistically that wasn't gonna work. I was about to um, say, do you know a bunch of fifth graders? Does anyone I don't have access know to a bunch fifth of fifth graders. graders. 
<laughs> has access to a bunch of fifth graders. Yeah. It's um, the weirdest Craigslist post I've ever heard of. <laughs> hey guys, I just need you to come. Like they can have a pool party. It's fine, but we're going to be playing really sad music. So you're going to have to be yeah. okay with it. But you know what? They're going to be hyped up on sugar and they'll be able to sleep later at the night. Mm-mm, it's mm-mm, fine. Mm-mm, we mm-mm. all win. Mm-mm. Report that post. Absolutely. Report that Craigslist post immediately. <laughs> just report that, please. <laughs> I, I do think I and I think that I was a big thing with Downer is that it is like lyrically a sad song but it's so major it's like it's in this like major key I think it's C major 120 beats per minute mm-hmm. it is like the generic pop song like when you sit down at a piano and play your first pop song it's those chords it's it's the basic tempo when you start a DAW it's really a simple song and I think if you just listen to it without really thinking like, what does this mean? Then then you would just think it's like a feel-good pop song. Like, if you didn't really listen to those lyrics, you'd probably be like, yeah, <laughs> sorry, I'm a downer. And you, like, think about it, and it's like, wait, this dude's talking about, like, killer feelings and things like that. That This might be, this might be a little more, a little bit more under the hood. <laughs> Isn't that a lot of, like, emo and pop songs, though? It's like you feel like it's a really like bubbly happy song and then you like look at it and you go oh oh no you're like wow we're actually all really fucking sad oh yeah yeah i feel like we just had too many we had a lot of like very straightforward ballads that were just uh i mean not to throw someone else under the bus but that one is kind of just sad the whole way through um like and it's got that very epic driving uh chorus but it's just a sad song. It's kind of a bummer of a song. <laughs> you have to be in a mood for it. And yeah. I wanted a song that I could listen to, you know, when I'm in a bad mood or when I'm in a good mood and and the song could just be kind of it could just exist and mm-hmm. and fit both moods. Because it's it's hard to like want to listen to I mean, for me personally, sometimes I just want to listen to like something happy and and sappy and silly and easy to consume. Mm-hmm. And some days I need to like listen to like the entire new Architects record in one sitting, and <laughs> yep. those are two different moods. <laughs> but <laughs> for me, I just felt like we didn't have any of those like classic like pop punk like like really driving happy sounding major key, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, what are they saying again? <laughs> what are they? What are they saying? Like, well, guys, slow down, slow down. Hold on, some sounds off. Wait a second. <laughs> So yeah, that was a huge aspect of that is like, I, I, I'm digging into this. I want people to really feel like it's the 2000s, like again, with this music. Like I want people to unironically be listening to pop punk again, because mm-hmm. there was a period when like Fallout Boy and Panic, that was what everybody listened to. It felt like there wasn't like any like scene, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It had been like kind of mainstream. Yeah. So I think even I now, know. That, now that it is kind of more mainstream, like we see like at least on TikTok. So I'm on like the alt emo side of TikTok, pop punk TikTok. And you'll see people like joke around and be like, we need to start gatekeeping again. But then you see people who are like vehemently like, we need to gatekeep because all these new artists are coming out and like the the new types of MGK people who aren't in the scene. And I'm like, I need everybody to calm the fuck down. Like for five minutes. Gatekeeping. 
it is so good that it's back in there like i could tell people i listen to pop punk and i don't have to explain myself in like 20 different ways i could tell people i listen to emo and i don't have to explain it in 20 different ways like it's just easier i feel for everybody plus a lot of like you know friends that you have are starting to break again into the mainstream and like get that big popularity that like we haven't seen since like you know the fallout boy panic of the disco early panic of the disco days and mm-hmm. it's supposed to be a really good thing but people are making it out to be more of a problem because they want that i'm better than everybody because i only listen to this i don't listen <laughs> to like yeah. miley cyrus it's like listen miley cyrus is great first of miley all miley cyrus is so fucking good how dare you <laughs> Bangers was an incredible like, record, and that was like two records ago. Like she's done several more since. Then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, so <laughs> I have heard people be so upset that she did uh, that the most recent like '80s covers album, and I said she her voice can do it though. Like it sounds good. She's so good. But it's people like that, and I think the fact that we have a resurgence of it in like the mainstream is good for mm-hmm. everybody involved. Yeah, I know. I wish I could get behind, or I guess I'm kind of glad I didn't get behind the whole, like, vehemently hating MGK thing. Um, Because, well, first of all, when MGK put out the song with Kellen, it tripled our monthly listeners. So that was pretty useful. Thank you, MGK, for that. (laughs) Um, Which might have been a coincidence, because the song is Love Race, and we're loveless, and we had a Kellen feature. Yeah. Um, Ooh, there we go. There was... There was definitely like a, a surge in interest in in the genre and and in our band particular uh, in particular uh, after he put out that album and after he put out those like new singles. So, look, if you don't like him or his music, I think that's perfectly fine. There are some very very respectable reasons not to. Um, with that being said, I don't think we should be gatekeeping like like if if it's real pop like what do you mean real pop punk like. It, it's always been like a punk with pop with like that sheen, which is always going to like feel somewhat inauthentic mm-hmm. because it's it's punk with autotune and it has been for 20 years. <laughs> he didn't invent that. He didn't start that. He's late. So I, I don't understand why people are like MGK, this or this or that. He's just he's just another guy, and quite frankly, there are there are better artists, and there will be bigger artists. Mm-hmm. But right now, he's kind of carrying the torch for this genre in the mainstream, and I think it would be a damn shame if we just like cut ourselves out of the mainstream just because we don't like MGK. Yeah, yeah, he's look. We've said it many times. We're not huge fans of MGK. We are huge fans of Tickets to My Downfall. So. That's... <laughs> That's a great, that's a great point. And like, I love Travis Barker. Like, yeah. that's something that like, yeah. I will never feel bad about saying. Yeah. Good for him with, with landing a Kardashian. Like, I, like he I think. Said, he's, do, he's doing great. You seem fine, he's doing man. great. He went on a plane the other day. Which yeah, I good, was for good for him. Like, yeah. So I just think there's, there's so many incredible people involved in that product. Should I pick up this FaceTime video from Kyle Black? Sure. <laughs> Kyle yeah. Black is a producer for state champs yeah oh. let's go yeah. hey kyle we, we hey i'm the... doing i'm doing a podcast right now what's up oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> you are do you want to say hi to the emo social club hello hey what's up kyle, hello, kyle. <laughs> they, they say hi i'll uh can i call you back in like 30 minutes yes sir. all right cool <laughs> bye 
yeah so we're doing we're doing a couple songs we're doing a couple songs with kyle black that's if awesome anyone was wondering yeah there we um, go and he he did like uh around the world and back again that state champs record with secrets nice. okay. and and all that all so, the all the hits big fan yeah big fan of this guy he's uh very nice th- that that record was like what got me back into pop punk i think i had fallen off a little bit i was like kind of more like in the pop or the active rock world and then when secrets came out i was like okay let me get behind this let me get behind like this new age it was like a little bit a little bit like punchier but it wasn't full like knuckle puck like like they were it was still very melodic no offense to knuckle puck but they just yell a lot more than stage they do yeah um they do so yeah it's it's sorry <laughs> i just wanted to pick that one no up. yeah that's funny. awesome yeah <laughs> again um, we always, we've had people roll in late we have people with their pets whatever works you know it adds some flair random babies oh oliver was in here for a moment but he left when he realized i wasn't gonna feed him oliver, oh. <laughs> oliver. <laughs> we have a little if he comes back i'll i'll bring him on camera he's a little white thing oh like oh. me <laughs> Same. <laughs> Uh, Same. <laughs> it does like like you're saying with like getting you back into pop punk. I do feel like there was that period of time in like late 2000s, early 2010s, maybe like through the middle of the 2010s, where it's like, uh, it's it it like went real EDM really fast for a lot of the people in rock music, and it was like, yeah. no, I want to make dubstep, and then it's like, okay, now I want to make pop music, and like there was this weird like amalgamation of like all these kids that had garage band and were recording themselves playing guitar figured out how to like make uh, uh wobbles yeah. and they're like this is it i'm just gonna produce a bunch of this shit and like yeah i mean that was me a b <laughs> uh oh same but but at the same time like it, yeah that's what that's what we were doing yeah <laughs> everybody it's it's very interesting to think that like a lot of the people who grew up like loving pop punk loving uh emo loving like post hardcore then got into like all electronic music and then they're like coming back to pop punk music now i think and and, mm-hmm. and like you're saying it's it's state champs get you back into it people are like oh hey this this record's really good or like you know mgk is getting people back into like putting live guitars in in hip hop music or or back and forth putting trap drums in pop punk and it's like, yeah, this is this is kind of how it should be. Like the gatekeeping thing doesn't make sense to me because it's like you're just taking every bit of music from all different types of genres and putting it together. That's the best thing you can do. That's awesome. Why would you take that away oh, yeah. from us? <laughs> no, absolutely. There's kind of like why why willingly allow yourselves to like be stagnant and like kind of to to just to me, I think it's easier to to kind of like cut everybody off and gatekeep. I think that's that's the easy way out because you mm-hmm. don't have to explain anything. You don't ever have to, you don't ever have to try anything new, and you certainly don't have to like you know bring new people to the genre if you're actively keeping them out. So I I think it's it's silly, it's stupid, it's counterproductive. I am very thankful that I'm not like running in the same circle as a lot of those people mm-hmm. because I feel like it's just. It's so it's so counterintuitive to what like rock music should be. It should be a lot more collaborative. I'm sick and tired of like the bands that pretend like they have to write everything. Like I don't care if Crown the Empire has uh, ghostwriters. I just wish they would credit the dude. Like that's sure. the only thing that yeah. I have a problem with. 
like when they were like well like that was like our facade i'm like that's not a gimmick that's just like not being writers and that's okay yeah but like it's collaboration should be celebrated not shut down not like hidden people shouldn't have to like fight tooth and nail to get their name on a spotify list yeah which i've had to do several (laughs) times with artists that were like we don't think you deserve that credit because you're not in the band like i wrote your song for you dude oof Wow. Yeah. So I I think that doesn't happen in pop music. No. Like Kanye West will have 20 songwriters and 14 producers on a song and not give a shit. Yeah. And I think that's respectful and that's respectable. I think it's also so like normalized though. Like remember those terrible memes? It's like, why does this Beyonce single lady song have like 20 producers and writers? But then you have Pierce the Veil and it's just a band and you're like, well, is it actually? And then as we find out more later on, especially with like, um, you know, Brian's bestie, Mr. John Feldman, um, a lot of our favorite artists and our favorite albums were mainly ghostwritten by him predominantly. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least like, you know, as far as his producing style goes, um, because I I don't know any producer or like person of uh, my ilk who wasn't obsessed or currently is obsessed with Feldman because he just did so many iconic records. Mm But he was really hands-on, and that was something that I think people didn't didn't realize or didn't care to realize. Like you don't just like you don't just send a band out to like go on the beach and record in the middle of the night. Like people didn't do that. People don't do that. But he did that with the used. Mm. He would just like send them out. Like they would just take a mobile rig out and just like write and record on the beach. And like that's the kind of thing that like people don't do anymore. And people don't like try and push like nowadays. I think producers are are very like in out. Let's get this done. Mm-hmm. It's 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 way less creative. There's there's no like fun ideas. And I think he was always this like great ideas man. That um, I don't know how I got into that from songwriting, but he's just so good. Feldman <laughs> is just so good. Why wouldn't why wouldn't you credit him? I think that like that blows my mind why wouldn't you credit him what a cool name to have on your record yeah like look at five seconds of summer they credited him on all of those co-writes they also credited you know mike deuce from lower than atlantis he wrote on uh i think she looks so perfect like he's credited like how come the pop bands can do it but these like you know we have rock bands like you know pierce the veil and and uh crown the empire and, and other guys who are talented writers and, and talented musicians in their own right but it's like come on guys like show a little love for your team i think it's it's still contributing in the whole like we have to do everything ourselves to be like seen as yeah. like real in the scene which i think is ridiculous in like the year of 2021 <laughs> nothing is real it's all fake nothing is it's real. all fake yeah. everybody real. nobody <laughs> nobody wrote how can i just forget you without somebody else behind you okay listen <laughs> I oh come on that was such a good song. <laughs> I land on two sides now it's gonna of be this. Stuck in my head. Like, what's up? I land on two sides of this issue because part of me says that there is like this this perceived authenticity <laughs> of a band when they write everything themselves. Like it's so important that they write it themselves, or that they go into a studio with a producer and they're like, "This is who is going to make us sound like this." Uh, Feldman's one of them. Joey Sturgis is another one who recorded like Devil Wears Prada and like all these oh, yeah. bands that they're like, 
if we go into the studio with Joey Sturgis, we are going to come out sounding this, uh, sounding this way. We want to work with him because of that. But there's not yeah. that like that is still authentic. Like that in itself is authentic because you're going into the studio with a producer. If you have somebody else write on your record, if you have somebody write a chorus, if you have somebody write this thing, uh, no, that's not authentic. And I just think that's like really strange. On the other hand, I also don't want a band to go into the studio with John Feldman and end up just sounding like another John Feldman record because oh I, then it's not, it's not the band, it's John Feldman. So I think there's like a, there's a middle ground where it's like, this is a person who is an artist in their own right. They can create something on their own, but they are creating art with this person or these people behind them. And of course, credit needs to go where credit is due because everybody also money's involved. So I'll just do the little hand symbol for money right here uh, <laughs> for the, for the people watching hands <laughs> of money. Uh, yeah. Like you, you, you still need to create art that is, uh, from the person that is creating it. If that's just John Feldman saying, Hey, come on into the studio. I'm going to record you a John Feldman record. If it's just Joey Sturgis saying, Hey, come on in. I'm going to make you a Joey Sturgis record. Then it's not the artist. Then it could just be, you know, cookie cutter, like, come on in, get out. And that I think was what everybody thought pop music was without remembering that like the sex pistols were a band that was found and they just put them together and said, here you go. One guy wrote all the songs and everybody else faked it. So that's the sex pistols. Uh, yeah. everything is fake. Everything is made up. Points don't matter. Uh, so <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's like, it's no less authentic. Whose song is it anyway? Yeah. Whose yeah. song is it anyway would be a great title for an, a game show where you have to guess the song. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> I would, I would love, like, I, I still think that they should have more like scene, uh, TV shows and like rock focused competition shows like that. Make a note, make like, a note. How We're cool making would it. would it be to watch like, like chopped but it's producers and you get like Ooh. or bands even yeah. and you get like you know here are four instruments or like here's like four like non-musical things that you have to include in these songs or in this production i think that would be so fun hell yeah and instead we have the great british bake-off season <laughs> 347 yeah which I, is well, great too look but fuse use fuse used to have stuff like that like a long time ago I remember one that I remember watching um, and it was called like last chance or something like that, like last song. Mm. And the whole premise was like this redemption, quote unquote, redemption arc of somebody who was like down and out on their luck. A lot of them were like, oh, I'm like reco in recovery from like drug alcohol abuse. Um, and they would just put them in and be like, OK, now you have to sing and show that like you can be like this rock artist. And it was basically like the rock version Um and like recovery version of like American Idol. And they would uh -oh. have people do these different types of challenges. It was recovery very challenges. weird. I remember there was That's one. So strange. Her, and her name is Mixie. And she does. She still is like in a rock band now called Stitched Up Heart. And I really liked her and her style. <laughs> but like I, overall, this premise is like the most chaotic. And I feel yeah. like that's how we would start back into it. Like oh someone from MTV Absolutely. said, "Hey guys, you remember? You remember how this worked? You remember?" And it's gonna be like, "Guys, this was not good." Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, MTV. That's another one. I, I wish that MTV would uh would go back to making more music content. That would be really cool. Yeah, they are, but only do digital streaming, not through interesting. Um, their yeah. own, not through their station. So they obviously have their station programmed, um, but because they don't want to lose like their 
very baseline viewers and they don't want to experiment Children. with using it. Uh, people who watch Rob Deirdrick ridiculousness, I don't probably. How do you have an entire network dedicated to ridiculousness? Ridiculous. That's all that Honestly, that is. Ridiculous. It's it's kind of incredible. Like I remember that show. Like it's been around for a while. Now. Yeah. Oh, making yeah. a bunch of money now. Yeah. Which is like, who still watches that show? Look, I'm who not watches mad ridiculousness and say this is the peak of like comedy cinema? Yeah. Like. I'm not mad Tosh at it. Tosh Pino like, isn't on air anymore. Stop. We we're done with it, guys. We are done with the reacts. All YouTube is is react content. Like it's basically, how do we make YouTube a TV show with a skateboarder? Yeah, <laughs> MTV. Which is, I guess a vibe. Tosh Pino tried it too. Yeah, yeah. And that, but that's another show that I was like, how are they still running? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I could just go on the internet. Literally, and the internet. Somebody's probably Hey, that's also a big thing can this skateboarder just show me youtube can i just like let this one guy just show me youtube and then can i have like people that aren't that funny sit there and laugh at his jokes but also and have, not like contribute? the most annoying laughs yeah and like okay. the most okay. bad oh, wow, input yeah. all right let's lay off chanel okay she's not I didn't worst. say any names i, I just said i annoying know laughs. who you're talking if that's about. your conclusion that's on we you we all know <laughs> I know you're talking shit about Chanel West Coast, and I will not have it here. Interesting. Okay. I will not have it here. Thank you. But I can't hate on the yeah. show. It's doing well. I liked it when I watched it. I just think it's ridiculous that you have so much of it. That's to me like they have like they air it for like four hours a day. No, like, they. How, how do you? They air it almost like for twenty two hours. <laughs> It's just too much. I it's think just it's too, too much. much. Listen, Brian, it's too much. You can only oh, hear Chanel God. West Coast have a terrible reaction to one too many times. Which one is too many times? Chanel West Coast is like a goddamn millionaire just from laughing whatever she laughs on that TV show. I'm all about it. Give it, give it to her. Anyway, MTV is going to bring stuff back, but only digitally. So we all have to get the the Viacom MTV subscription on whatever the fuck you use to stream. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's just a really important... Lauren's leaving? <laughs> it was just a very important... It was a very important... <laughs> <laughs> it was a very important record. That's where some buffalo sauce. What? I don't like buffalo sauce. I'm sorry. That's a hot take! <laughs> Do another one! Do another hey Club, one. our new episode of Spicy Takes with our besties Action Adventure is out now on our YouTube channel. We're excited to say that for this series, Chicago-based Soothsayer Hot Sauce is our sponsor. In this episode, we feature Action Adventure's Poser Poison Hot Sauce, which includes hints of Mexican chocolate and scorpion pepper. It's sold out online, but snag a ticket to see them IRL to get a bottle of your own purple sauce. You can also obsessively refresh SoothsayerHotSauce.com until it comes back in stock on their site. While you're there, scoop up some other spicy sauces. Our next guests will include friends like Rematch, OK Cool, and more to be announced. So make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube too at youtube.com slash club. Thanks again to our friends at Soothsayer Hot Sauce. Your age, Julian, and it's rude to I'm ask. I'm 25. Okay, I'm 34. Rude to ask a lady. So, rude to ask a lady. <laughs> uh, I am 34, so I'm, I'm mm. very close to death. Uh, I'm at the end of my lifespan. Uh, 
All right, let's get you in their tire and home. Yeah. Come on, let's go. Yeah. Come, come on, a, old man. It's all right. Well, we'll hobble you over. Yeah. I'm I'm preceding a, a sentence that's about to sound back in my day. So I wanted to make sure that I, <laughs> I, I prefaced it with my age, how much older I am than everybody else in the, in the call. And also, uh, you know, let everybody in the chat know too i guess the, the real the real treat is whenever i talk about something and i'm like wow this 34 year old and brian's like lizzie i'm right here i'm like not you he? another one that is more annoying yeah <laughs> look i'm a very uh uh youthful i don't know anyway now you sound like not now you sound like now uh, i sound old an old man yeah Back in my day. i would not have guessed i would have not guessed Thank at you. all. I would have thought 20s for Thank sure. Thank you. I have a filter on my video though, so that's probably Stop! <laughs> <laughs> Brian! I have the baby face. Yeah, I have on. a it's a Snapchat filter I installed to make me look cool. So the uh <laughs> I was I was listening to this podcast the other day and and every they're they're talking about bands like Blink, Green Day, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Deftones, My Chem, and it's like a lot of these bands hit because they were on MTV. It's like everybody mm -hmm. found these artists because they saw their videos, they saw what they looked like, they saw the stuff. And knowing that like, it's not MTV curating it anymore and it's just YouTube now, I feel like it's still the same thing, right? Like videos are still the way people are finding music in a lot of ways because they love seeing how somebody looks. They love seeing how uh, uh, the band looks and what they're doing yeah. visually, but we don't have that like kind of curation. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. So, uh, it's a double-edged sword for sure. Yeah. Um, I think the, like with Spotify, for instance, that it's really hard because Spotify has made it possible for bands that are in the middle of nowhere, uh, to theoretically make a, a living wage off of music. Mm. Um, but it's really hard work. And quite frankly, getting on those editorials is is a guessing game. 90% of the time, even for signed acts, they aren't sure when that's going to happen. Mm. So like these things are not set in stone. And like who gave these people the the uh, the power to be curators? You know, who who gave them this this knowledge? And I know some of them are are definitely like in demand people in this industry who've worked for years, Ali Hagendorf, the global head mm. of rock at Spotify is, you know, she worked for years at like Capitol records and MTV, I think. Um, so she's definitely had like a, a illustrious career curating and, and kind of uh, bringing rock music to the masses, but like who's under her, <laughs> <laughs> like yep. what's, what's that team look like? Are they young? Are they old? Like, do they do they prefer a businessman's pitch or do they want like you know the the human experience mm -hmm. and the honest question and answer to that is i don't know and i don't know <laughs> <laughs> music the has always is, been i don't know it is so diverse as somebody who works in radio and seeing how all these different alternative radio stations across the board from anomalies like the ones that is here in chicago that i work with that is basically like vintage rock but it's considered alternative to regular like alternative rock radio like k-rock and seeing who is in charge of there is like you're pulling teeth with them because they're like i absolutely do not want to play like any new type of music because i don't deem that as alternative alternative to just 90s grunge for a lot of these people still but those people in charge are like gen xers for the most part now <laughs> saying no this is what the kids want 
Um, and then us kids are still very low in the totem pole. We're like, please listen to us. <laughs> um, and that's how it actually works, everybody. Yeah, go. growing up with K-Rock has been uh, a blessing and a curse because I really, you know, I have this unique appreciation um, for how small our scene is and how it is, you know, like when I would used to tell people like, well, who's this band? They'd be like, well, they like, they're like a massive rock band. I'm like, well, I don't hear them on the radio. They're like, they're always on Octane. I'm like, oh God, Octane. <laughs> Octane cool. radio. Like, and no offense to Octane. Octane's an incredible uh, station. And, and they have, like, I really enjoy the fact that like Sirius can play like fuck bombs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because like, it's it's kind of like, we had to do a, a radio edit for Downer and that was a pain in the ass. Um, cause I had to, Tyler was, was in Michigan working on a band that I can't mention. Ooh. Um, yeah, there we go. And, <laughs> and I was like, he was like literally on the plane and I was sending him files and he was like, I wonder if I can download this with my plane Wi-Fi and send you a master. Cause <laughs> we were trying to get it like out as fast as possible on. And I didn't even think about it. Cause I was like, we, we don't usually go for radio. So I just didn't even think about it, but yeah, we had to we had to ask like last minute to get a radio edit, and anyways, Octane is fine, but um, when I say like that band doesn't play on the radio, I mean can they break into K Rock? And yeah. I think there are very few bands, especially in the rock world, that are like capable of doing that right now. Um, a lot of them, the main reason is because they just won't collaborate, like straight up. There are yeah. some really incredible bands that are close to breaking through that scene like i don't even hear bring me on k-rock which is crazy to me it is yeah. very like, hard to find clean edits of their songs first of all that is my yeah. that is my issue good on them <laughs> good to know good to know uh, fucking love bring that's me. why that explicitly you'll hear them on octane and serious because you can get away with it because that's a digital um like signal rather than terrestrial that's why they can get yeah. away with it but i don't know if that's intentional because you won't hear bring me the horizon like anywhere on any other trust real radio stations i think it might be intentional because they it want might to be swear. uh it might be a uk thing too yeah. because they don't have to do that as much in the uk uh so if they're on mm. european radio they're probably just like nope that's our radio one like we have tons of radio play over in the uk and europe so we don't have to really worry about american radio play because they're still selling out every tour they do here so yeah, they're doing fine. It's true. I think Bring Me the Horizon's uh, doing okay. Can you okay. swear on on British terrestrial radio? Like, do they have FM AM? Can you can you swear on that? They over there? only so they basically have public radio, which is all of what they have. So they have like BBC one, two, three, that type of thing. So they don't have technically AM FM frequency. Um, so Ooh. I think it depends. Like mm -hmm. if you're going for that edgier thing, like if you had like BBC one, like they use they work with Creeper a lot. I love Creeper and. They have sometimes have some swears very, very rarely. But I think if it's like something normal, like they'll say like bloody, I think that's okay to get out on air <laughs> yeah. for the most part. I Go think it's contextual. <laughs> I think it's like contextual. Depends like person to person and situation to situation. Like I don't think they can say like the C word. Like they can't say like cunt uh, on yeah. air, for example. You can't say that anywhere on air. Um but they, I think my they have limitations. That That's the one swear word I'm not allowed to say. Yeah. <laughs> my mom. I, I can say anything else. I could probably, well, I don't want to tell you, but I, you yeah. know, I can say some terrible things as long as I don't say that word. I swear to God, I'm going to have to mute this happy. whole thing. Mute the stream. 
the, the next 15 minutes of this are just gonna be yeah. us seeing how much we can get away your, is this a your mom song? is facetiming you right now like i swear to god i, swear to god. <laughs> I heard i heard somebody say it yeah she's, yeah oh, oh god <laughs> we're gonna have a lot of our uk friends like responding to this and being like you can't say this there but i've i've watched tv you know like like main uh uh you know broadcast stations in the uk and it's like swearing violence nudity like it's everything so they're like very not as they were not puritans that that founded those countries (laughs) they're like you do whatever you want over there we're just gonna show people shit you know like kids will learn like it's fine you can drink at 18 it's all good and honestly i think that's why the uk like pop punk and the uk rock scene is is like so alive and so well right yeah there are so many great bands coming out of that area it's it's incredible like my favorite band in the world right now is hot milk mm-hmm. oh no and they hit like, they hit can't get over the name but i love the music <laughs> i love the name i think it's brilliant i think it's like foo fighters i love a stupid mm, band name okay. i wish we had come up with a stupider one <laughs> our name is only stupid in that there are 37 other lovelesses so we should name our band the 38th loveless really oh, yeah um <laughs> But no, I love them. I, I obviously love Bring Me and Architects and San Atlantic. They're uh, Australian, right? I think so. I yeah. believe so. Close enough, yeah. It's they say no funny. They say nar. Nar. <laughs> nar. It's all the it. uh, the English the, the English based you know countries and and I mean it's it's generally easier for us to listen to English based music. Although I do think there's a lot of other non English based. Uh, I, I sorry i'm on like this like uh squid game kick right now because i'm like oh have we all finished squid so game i actually good. watched it last night because yeah. i needed my brain to go burr for a yeah bit. no spoilers but i haven't even started it dude <laughs> so fucking good so fucking i don't good. watch tv anymore i i wish i did dude i don't, really I don't either media, i literally was like somebody tell me what to do because i have no idea what's going on because i was like sick and i'm like watching it and i'm like is this what it feels like to just like not think about it yeah <laughs> yes it is yes it is yeah. i i had to I go ahead really empty for that. About it. it's so good it's very good really yeah. good and i do actually i don't mind dubbed shows because i'm used to watching things or not dubbed but like subtitled shows because mm-hmm. i'm used to watching things with subtitles so i feel like it would be like very easy to just kind of be like all right let's see some people get killed i'm trying to think of what i can yes. say without yeah. like spoiling anything yeah, I mean that's. that's I mean, like it's one. it's it's pretty yeah it's pretty like upfront there. Know, yeah, by yeah, now like yeah. That, it's yeah. in the trailer for the show, you know. I will say uh, yeah. I th- I I, I didn't realize it was supposed to be <laughs> subtitled and or dubbed, and I like had subtitles on, and then it was automatically dubbed. I didn't get an option. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell's going on here? It took me like an episode, and it has to be like, oh. Are we about to have this is a weird. Uh, sub I don't first like dub this. argument? <laughs> I think I think subs are the way to go. But yeah, I, also, I usually do I subtitles. I don't know how I got the dub version and I couldn't figure out how to change it. And I said, you know what? We're rolling with it. And it was just fucking weird the entire time. <laughs> yeah, the Netflix dubs are really weird because they like try to like match the mm-hmm. like yeah. the, t- the timing of it. But not always do they match the like the actual words they're saying. Mm-hmm. Like there You was... can sometimes really tell that it's like, thanks. But yeah. they're like, thanks. In Squid Game, there was this one, and it was one of the women, and she was yelling, and it said, oh, you're just being a bastard, but, like, in the subtitle version, it was, you're being a fucker, 
And I'm like, all right, guys, why why couldn't we just substitute? This is all fine. I don't they understand. They fuck a lot in the show, too. So it's not even like a language thing. It's just, I don't Fair. know what that is. It's, here's what I know about, about voice acting. This is literally the one thing I know about voice acting like this oh is God. that they are very specific that it has to be very close to the original, like Japanese, Korean, whatever it is uh to to match up with that so it is like very strange for us but it's because they want to keep it very close to the original japanese and it's just not you know we we are not this we are not going to speak the same as somebody in any asian country so when you just like dub it it's like yeah just got to go with it like watching with my girlfriend she's like this is weird and i'm like yeah just you know Japanese, Korean, Chinese dubs, like they're it. all gonna be this way. Like you just gotta go. Show's great. Show's so much fun. Just <laughs> live it out, you know. Hell yeah. Well now I need now I feel like I need to watch it because everybody I know has been like telling me to get on it. I know that all the sirens boys are yeah. like really into it. So it is the it is it is on track to be the most watched Netflix show ever of all of their shows. Wow, wow. already? Yeah. That's really crazy. That's yes, insane. it came out like oh, two weeks ago and it's it's just blown up. And I, I, I do think it's because that like international hit of it, like that kind of brings it to a lot more audiences. Just how I got on like the, uh, the non-English speaking like thing. And like, it's just because like all of these, all of this is integrating with the internet. All of it is like uh, integrating with people from all around the world and all different backgrounds and like, I do think the rock scene benefits from having some of that coming into it. This is, this is kind of my thought of like we were talking about before is like everything from everywhere blending together is exactly how it should be exactly how we need to like bringing in these influences from, uh, uh, different backgrounds, different cultures, different races, different, uh, ethnicities, different everything. So it's like, yeah, just, just put it all in there, put it in rock music uh, have people that don't just fucking look like me playing guitars. We're good. We're set. That is actually a huge thing that um, I feel like I can say this and it won't be like taken in out of like context, but Should I, get my I beat really like we're looking for. Uh, <laughs> no, no, we're good on that. Uh, I like we've been so we've been in like discussions about figuring out how we're going to play live and. And I'm not going to lie, I've had quite a few people, like, friends of mine and, and, like, just, like, people I know in the scene who have, like, reached out saying they'd be interested. And, oh, my God, they are all white dudes. Mm -hmm. Every single one. And I don't want you. No offense. No offense. (laughs) I'm white enough for fucking, for the whole band. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need any more. Because, quite frankly, like, I I, I don't feel like that's, like, going to give any new like like intelligence like emo- emotional intelligence to the band if it's just another white dude from la mm-hmm. like where's the lived experience like where's the like i guarantee you there are like probably four funk bassists that are like white dudes from la that i actually would want to play with like i want a finger style basis and most of the people i'm finding are like white dudes that suck i mean they're fine <laughs> but they're boring but they're, they, they could no be mystery. they could be better yeah. but they're not giving their they all they could be better or they could at least be more interesting mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so that's my that's my hot take. You're gonna take I, the I, take I, that hot take straight to Twitter, and someone's good. gonna be immediately mad at you. Good. Someone's gonna be immediately. I've mad tried. At you. I've I've tried to like because we're really genuinely looking for members, and and like I've I did find one drummer that I'm really excited about, and she's amazing, but um, still white. <laughs> <laughs> How? But, she, but it's 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 all good. How do you go about like like if anybody if I hope somebody's listening who would be interested who is a non-white drummer bassist whomever in the LA area from the LA area but how would how so. would somebody go about like putting that out there like if there are people that send are send us an email send us an email okay but like yep, if you're DM, send us an email right away if you're in the scene if you're if you're somebody who is like a non-white musician and you are in the scene and you are having trouble breaking through how would you say like somebody anywhere in the country could just like put their information out there, put that out there and like get in with somebody? Cause I think a lot of people are like you where it's like, I want to work with somebody who's not me. Cause I want these other ideas and I want to showcase other exactly. people. I think there's like a big fear tokenization too, that comes with it. So it's very much like a delicate line. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen some like, um, like PR and like social media companies that work with like a lot of them, like music industries or artists and they're specifically saying, I want non-men POC individuals to apply only. I don't want anybody else. And now I've obviously seen people's reply and they're like, oh, like, that's rude. That's discriminating. First of all, you can't be discriminating against if you're fucking white. Okay, <laughs> like, let's let's get that out of the way. That's true. Um, but I think there are ways like that just being like definitive, like, you know, we want these types of individuals. We don't want anything else. We want to have more voices and more diversity going on. Yeah. I just, and I think it's, a, it's especially important to me right now um, because I've, I've seen firsthand. Um, I have like so many incredibly talented friends that I've met, like just in the last couple like months and in the last couple, like two years. Uh, my friend Hansel is like, they are we love Hansel. and their That's band so good. nightlife is fucking so good and 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 i want to i want a little bit as good as they are yeah. you have to put out the who but you have to become a hooba stink stan yeah and that's how you get in Hansel is a huge hooba stink <laughs> fan so their, they're from our neighborhood so oh my god look yeah they went to, they went to my local high school get on that hooba train man <laughs> Just tweet out, be like, hey, Hansel, I was just talking with Emo Social Club and I found out you're a Hooba stand, so. Hmm. <laughs> I think we I think we've definitely had that conversation before. Oh my god. Um, because yeah, no, that's that's something I would have brought up. I got they're, a, they're from the San Fernando Valley. Yeah. Which is where I'm staying right now. I got a uh, concert update from work. They're like, hey, don't put out this concert calendar because Hooba Stank had it canceled because of a COVID outbreak. I said, Wow, I hope Hansel's doing okay. <laughs> I hope Hansel's oh, okay. Oh no! <laughs> we hear Hoobastank and we're worried about Hansel, <laughs> not Hoobastank. Number one, Hoobastank. They have a reason or whatever. They yeah. You oh know my what? god! You, you know what? The reason is is you. So. Yeah, the reason the reason is that check is gonna pay for their kids' kids to go to college. Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> we we really like with with bad band names or 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 dumb band names like you were saying before it, like i don't like hot milk it's like yeah i don't like hoobastan but hoobastank that's not actually their name hoobastank 
I don't like it that band be. name, but like, damn, we really let that band name like sway us from some pretty good tunes. Like that is a good band. Oh, definitely. I mean, I think the only problem with them is is that the reason was so good that it was um, an immediate one hit wonder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just kind of like a music choice, adult contemporary. Yep. This is going to play in grocery stores until the day I die. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's almost is, similar you know, to like incredible. any Red Hot Chili Pepper songs. Like I'm going to hear this for the rest of my life, whether I like it or not, and I don't understand why, but I have to accept it. I have to accept it. I think there's some sort of like musicality in. I think it goes back to having not a bunch of white dudes in your band. Mm -hmm. uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers just has such a diverse like range of hits. Like they all like there there are several that do like, especially if you grew up on K Rock you'll recognize quite a few of those songs as being a little bit um, formulaic, but <laughs> those albums, man, front to back usually have like four or five incredibly different and just as good songs. Like every single record they put out for what is it? 25 years now. <laughs> yeah. And that just, that's, that's, that's some fucking stuff right there. That's cool. <laughs> I found out they had four records before, anything they did in the 90s they like put out records in the 80s and they're all like really funk punk that's oh. pretty good honestly i, I, I bet it's pretty cool did not like them i'll say this so their first like bigger breakout one was like rough it's it's punk and i like some punk but like there's got to be something that isn't just so shitty about it like oh my it sounds God. shitty like are we talking like 80s like thrash no we're talking like 80s like punk rock and like with a funk bassist and everyone is uh is on drugs constantly they're just super strung out <laughs> all the time brian yeah, that's a part I of it that, that's a lot of booger sugar yeah uh going on yeah during those records they had a lot of people say we're not going to work with them because they're too high all the time <laughs> like and and yeah, uh, one of the, the I think it was the guitarist died of a drug overdose like after oh three of those records, and then Frashani came in, and then it was like a whole other thing. I, I'm this is how far I got in that three hour and forty minute podcast about the Red Hot oh Chili Peppers. Oh my god! So I could watch one of those so about, much. Like, sleeping with sirens. I don't know if I could do. I don't know if I could do Red Hot. Chili you have Peppers. to be a real like ride or die Red Hot Chili Pepper stan. I like a hundred which is weird to me because as much as i say they are incredible it's like in the same way that i think the beatles are incredible yeah like they are a case study on on doing good music that doesn't mean i have to listen to it or enjoy it yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> yes because i'm I like can, you can listen to it one time and be like it's like going to see like a painting like which i'm sure some people <laughs> love doing repeatedly but like i feel like when when i've seen like a monet one time that's enough times. Like, yeah, I've like seen the Monet. you say, like Mona Lisa once. Like I've I've never seen Mona Lisa once, but I feel like I'd yeah, be like, I, I was gonna say Mona Lisa, but it. I've never seen it. Yeah, so yeah I, I'd be I like, <laughs> she looks chill. Okay, that's it. Like, yeah. what else do I do with that? In a way, Blood Sugar Sex Magic is the Monet of our time. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh in God. that i don't really get it and i'm not gonna pay for that in that they are <laughs> but uh, people enjoy hot. it and i'm just gonna let it go because yeah. it's there you know yeah. what let people enjoy things especially yeah in a, give it away now okay guys jesus christ uh hey listener guess what we got 
merch in our store, emosocialclub.com slash merch. You can check it out now. We got some tank tops for the summer. Uh, we got a new new metal logo, a new new metal logo, go, go, go. And it's uh, it's kind of a 90s new metal vibe. That also comes in a tank top. And we got a tank top that says sun's out, stay inside, which, you know, you're emo. You don't go out in the sun. It's bright and it's hot. Emosocialclub.com slash store. Check them out. Get them. All purchases go to help us just make more merch, get more cool stuff. You're helping us out. We're helping you out. Going off your sleeves, going off your arms. If you don't want sleeves, check it out. Emosocialclub.com slash store. I want to make sure we have time for your plugs and then we'll chat with, uh, with, with Twitch a little bit. Cause I know you got some people here that I love you and have been hyping you up in the chat while we've been talking. So uh, where can everybody find you on the internet? Where can people email you if they're uh, a, a person of color and wants to play in your band? Because yes, let's do it. Let's let's hype let's people up. Fucking go, guys! Yeah. Uh, contact at thisisloveless.com, um, or you can reach out to uh, any of our socials at thisisloveless, uh, or my personal account at Julian Camo, J U L I A N C O M E A U um and yeah just tell me about yourself but you know I, that's that's really all that matters like i just i want people that i like that that are talented who can like bring something new to the table that something that i can't do because we otherwise we could just bring on tracks you know mm -hmm. we can just have backing tracks or we could have hired guns but i really am looking for 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 a band you know for a for a, for a long-term kind of have you come in track on the records, you know, write, tour, all that stuff. So, so message me, let's be friends. Yeah. I love that. Uh, also stream. Sorry. I'm a downer. It is on yeah. the pop punks, not dead playlist. Yeah. So the Spotify playlist, it, which is sick. Is! You have that going. I was so pumped. <laughs> Thank you. Spotify, which is so funny because a week or like two days prior, I tweeted, like, we didn't get any editorials, but we still crushed it to, like, 20,000 streams in a week. And then I was like, the next day, we landed an editorial. <laughs> yeah. Somebody from like, Spotify well, was there to... be like, hmm, bet. <laughs> yeah, and so I, I recanted. I took that back. Yeah. I was like, well, we didn't get us one of my editorials. <laughs> Again, going back to the beginning of the conversation, those are all such a crapshoot. Like, mm -hmm. you'll never know when you're going to get a playlist and, like, sometimes playlists will be do a huge amount of numbers and then sometimes you'll account for like one percent of your streams so don't worry about those <laughs> if you're a young band listening who's made it through uh this far stop sweating the playlists as much they're fun they're they're cool little trophies um and then six months later nobody cares Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we'll focus on the music that people will care about six months later regardless just make your own make your own playlist this playlist yeah also yes make your own playlists we we have gotten more plays from our this is loveless playlist than from any user submitted playlists or, or editorial playlists that's awesome so yeah yeah so stream it million streams by uh by next monday whenever oh, you're good. listening to this yeah, one so million dope. streams please uh, everybody in the chat. Yes, if we could. Also, go follow us on uh, Spotify. Yeah. Because we, we are crushing that follower number. And I want yeah. to get it real high for this next single. That we'll <laughs> Hell yeah. I love that. Free when save. can we anticipate this next single? If you can say. 
Um, so I, I can say some things. Um, we do have uh, a feature coming out with We Were Giants. Uh, Ooh. It's for, it's for Welcome to the Black Parade, the co- the compilation album on That's Ghost Killer. The... Uh, and and we're doing <laughs> we're doing uh, Welcome to the Black Parade. So oh wow, I, I that song which is a classic. Yeah, it's sick. That's big yeah. MCR. And then uh, and, and then we have another guess. one with another band that is called. Uh, and and that one's gonna come out hopefully in October, but I don't know for sure. Uh, they were talking about flying me out to New York to shoot a video, so that'd Ooh. be really cool. Oh, that yeah. song is super sick, and that band is super dope. I'll 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 DM you guys. About yeah, it. there we go. We'll we find out. That. We'll find out in secret. <laughs> the low key, the cool. low key. Every we know, but nobody else knows. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm. We're gonna hold the, this over everybody we know. Privileges. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Julian, let's uh, let's let's keep the conversation. There are a couple questions. If you can hang out with us, I know Kyle needs you to call him back, but. Um, Oh shoot, yeah, but no, uh, yeah, I can do that in a second. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll <laughs> we'll answer a couple of questions in the chat over on Twitch. Um, so this is the end of the recording, but yeah, uh, Julian, thank you for yeah, for being you, on dude. the Emo Social Club. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was so much fun. We should do it again. We should do it weekly. Yeah, weekly. We have nothing to promote. <laughs> weekly chat. Thank you for checking out this episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. Again, if you liked it, let us know. We need that feedback. We thrive. Tweet I'm 34 at us. and I'm thriving. Tweet. Story you know, it. tag us in Finn McKenty's ass. Tag it. When he asked to collab, dude, do it. Some dude. of you guys did, and that was very nice. Can, if you liked this episode, can you go tweet it at Finn McKenty? Just, just tweet it at Finn McKenty. I want Finn McKenty to review us like um, Anthony Fantano. Again, guys, be the innovation in the Ooh. world that we need. Review the podcast. Yes. And we're going for Finn before we go for Fantano. That's a mountain we're going to climb at a later yeah. date. Yeah. You know, we, tag we us with, to... with State of Scene. I know all of our besties. They said collab State when. I'm saying collab when, too. Besties, come on. Yeah. Just tag a bunch of people on Twitter or Instagram and just talk about us. But all make the sure time. it makes it, it makes slight sense. Don't don't do it to like random people. They'll be confused. Unless they might like the podcast. Yeah. We will be back next Monday with another episode. Uh, from all of us here at Emo Social Club Podcast, I'm Brian. And I'm Lizzie. We'll see you soon. Bye. <laughs> cool. 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 Now there's too much power here. Much too much power. You call yourself hunters? Do you think we should have dressed up for Halloween as the vampires from Extended <laughs> Fallout Boy Cinematic Universe? Sorry, I, I lost my, my train of thought because I was like, we said too much. Cool, 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 cool.